Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys. They're Marvelicious! Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys 2016 Year in Review Part 1. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie. This is Justin. And we have a slew of people joining us today. First, joining us from all the way over on the other side of the internet from Marvel Toy News, we have Dabeed. Hey, thanks for having me on again this year. And then going to the East Coast Tribe, Jerry. Hey, guys. And to the peeps on the West Coast Tribe, Jeff. With Saeed. Sorry. Uh, hi, Jeff. No collector wars between these coasts, all right, guys? Let's keep it civil. So yes, 2016, my God, it's been such a big year of collecting. Just overall, I mean, have your wallets felt it? How have things been going? Dabid, we'll start with you. I mean, I didn't spend two or $3,000 on Funko Hikaris this year, so it was a good year for me, but <laughs> that money ended up going to Hasbro and Hot Toys and Sideshow and those other companies, companies so... I don't think I actually made out that well in the end, but it's been a pretty exploding year as far as collectibles go. Justin, what about you? I mean, you're on the show every other week with us, but just your recollections. Ah, uh, my recollection is is that I feel like it was as far as Hasbro goes, and you know the core of what we talk about, which is legends. I feel like it was spread out enough that like you didn't really feel the pinch like we have in years past, where it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. Here's three waves. Actually, that's exactly what happened. Don't you remember? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Here's a cap wave, a Spider-Man wave, and an X-Men wave on my doorstep the same day. Oh, you're right. My PTSD from this year is making me forget how it went down. No, you're right. It's It's been a crazy year where it's just been so many legends. You know, getting ready for this show, going over all the waves that came out, going all the way back to the first wave, I was like, was that this year? That seems like so long ago. But yeah, it's been... It's been a pretty heavy year as far as legends go, as far as exclusives go, as far as packs go. Hasbro alone has been just a boom of merchandise. You know, for me, Arnie, the collecting this year has been very light. I have really, I think the only Legends wave I picked up really was the Civil War. So I, I, I tend to pick up all the movie related six inch Legends figures. So I picked up you know, all the figures that build the Ant-Man. And then I later picked up the uh, um, Scarlet Witch. And that's that's really been about it. You know, there's a few other odds and ends that I've picked up that we'll talk along the way, like the 12-inch Legend Spider-Man I have sitting sitting right here next to me on the computer. I think that's a really cool figure. We'll get into that, that wave, I'm sure. But for me, 2016's been very light. I didn't even really pick up any Funko Pops this year. Uh, last year, I got I really got into that for some reason. I think 2014, 2015, I really jumped in on, on that. But uh, this year, really light. Some some legends, a couple three and three quarter inch figures, and that's about it. Were you able to find that Scarlet Witch on pegs, or because that's been one of the hard to find figures this year? Oh no 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 no! Since 
since that's actually the only figure from that wave I wanted just because it kind of rounds out the, the team from a movie perspective. I actually picked that up. I was in a uh, toy show here in Cincinnati about a month and a half ago. Uh, my son and I went out to it and I probably paid 35 for it just because I wanted to get it, be done and not hunt it down. Uh, especially since I had uh, had good luck. I forgot about these two. I, I had found the Winter Soldier and the, what was the other one? The Falcon. The two yeah. Walmart exclusive mm-hmm. ones. I did I did find those at stores. So I was just at the point, okay, Scarlet Witch, that's the only one I want. I don't want to be hitting stores and trying to find it. And this guy at the toy show had it. And I just went ahead and picked it up for a little bit of an inflated price. Now, the that wave of the, the, the movie wave with Black Panther, I just picked up at Dorkside Toys and just got that done one shot. So I had no, no problem getting, getting my hands on that one early on. Marjorie, what about you? What are your thoughts looking back over the past 12 months of boxes on our set? Well, we've had a lot of hot toys. I've really bonded with our UPS driver this year, and he would like to see the hot toys once you get them all out. All right, I've had a bit of a captastic year, you could say, with not craptastic. No, 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 captastic with Civil War coming out, and I think for collectibles, I've been hitting the shields pretty hard and heavy, and getting like the replica shields. I I'm almost in the double digits now with them, and. I am freaking obsessed with the Tsum Tsums, and not the little plushy ones. Those are cute. I have those too, but the blind package ones that are, like, are in Walgreens and Walmart and Target, oh my god, I cannot stop buying them, and there's two sets of blind package ones, and then there's unpackaged or unblind ones, and then there's special silver chase ones, and it's consuming my life. Consume Tsum. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what about you? What have you been collecting this year, and what are your thoughts? It's really been pretty much Marvel Legends. Um, really, no figure arts from Marvel. The only ones, like, I kind of got those out of my system the previous year, and there wasn't a lot that was offered this year that I personally thought was worth double-dipping. But uh, the, with the Legends, it was it was really frustrating for a while because we got that first you know, Captain America wave that nobody wanted anything of, you know, other than... Uh, you know, Taskmaster pretty much. And then that just sat in stores for months. And it, for me, it really wasn't until about really about three months after Civil War came out in theaters that the actual movie wave, you know, Black Panther and uh, Iron Man, Mark Pie and Cap showed up. And it was just it was just so frustrating to just see the same damn figures over and over and over. But once they once that hit, it's just been it's been a juggernaut leading into the X-Men wave. Man, what a wave that is. I, I'm, that's one of the few things I still haven't completed, but that's also one of the first near-total waves I bought in several years. Just pretty much everything out of there is, is a really great figure or something that I've been looking forward to. Apart from that, um, not really a hell of a lot. I bought a few of the, um, the Infinity figures from the now-defunct line, uh, especially once they started went going real cheap. I, I bought the, uh, the Captain America Civil War pack that was just the one figure and the, I guess I'll call it the Clear Avengers Tower Stand or whatever. Uh, that went down to like 12 bucks and it was awesome. And, and those are really good sculpted figures. You know, they don't move or anything, but they're really nice sort of animation style miniature statues. And now that you can get them for like about four bucks each, I think everybody should own them. Um, Lego, not much. Uh, I've really only picked up the one set, the Ghost Rider set. And that's that you just as soon as I saw that, that was a must buy. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Marvel slept here and there. Pretty much it. Well, it seems like the 
thread that carried through everybody's talking was Marvel Legends. And my God, I just keep looking back at when we started the show just six years ago, how there were just no Marvel Legends six inch to be found. It was three and three quarter inch. Every so often they'd throw a six inch figure and not call it a Marvel Legends out. And now, my God, how many six inch figures have they put out this year between their exclusives and their multiple waves? We are sitting well over 50 and probably around 75 different legends this year and all the different waves. So let's kind of go through. Marjorie, what was your favorite wave of legends this year with the build of figures? I may be biased just a little bit, but I really like the Walmart exclusive Winter Soldier Bucky from Civil War. He had a lot of fun guns. That was kind of a fun one because we got it when we were on vacation and we were posing him all around the hotel rooms and everything. Ironically, he was hanging around Washington, D.C. with us. Dabid, what about you? What was your favorite figure, favorite wave? Well, I was determined to be the person that didn't say that they liked the Deadpool Marvel Legends the best. And I had decided that it was going to be the new red and white Spider-Man 2099. And I had thought about it all week and deliberated on it. And then this morning I went to pick him up and his arm joint just ripped in half. (laughs) It turns out it's made it from that cheap black plastic that was used on uh, Morbius and some of the other figures. So I'm going to have to fall back and go with the X-Men Legends Deadpool then. Yeah, that was a great, great figure. Still going for a ton of money, despite you've been really good, as have we, about posting every time Amazon got him in for nineteen ninety nine, and yet still people who miss out with all the guns and the boxing glove bazooka and everything, that figure was awesome. So, Justin, with that being said, is he stealing your thunder? Is that your favorite? <laughs> Deadpool, yeah, will probably end up being my favorite figure of the year, but... As far as waves go, ah, it's tough. Like, there were some good waves with some questionable build-a-figures. You know, I mean, I I enjoyed the Captain America Abomination wave, but not so much the Abomination because we already had him from the raft. But, you know, looking back at this list, I gotta say that the Giant Man Civil War wave was pretty solid. You know, we got a new Iron Man movie armor in there. We got Black Panther movie version. We got a really cool nuke figure, and then we got that really awesome Nick Fury with swappable heads so we can make him Dirk Angel, Anger, and a multitude of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents out of that one. So to me, that's that's a pretty solid wave of figures for, for what we got in it. Oh, yes. This was the year of my Nick Fury. Perhaps my favorite wave was when I bought a full solid case of Nick Furies. <laughs> was that really in the past 12 months? It seems so long ago. <laughs> 12 figures? What, did they come pack in choco eggs or something? No, it's eight to a case, so I got uh. eight. <laughs> yeah, I, Marjorie still shoots me looks. Yes, you have a problem with some of this stuff. Jerry, what about you? I'm going with Justin, actually, because the that Civil War giant man build a figure. I mean, like I said, it was really the only one I, I jumped in on because I wanted to get that build a figure. And I actually what's what's funny, uh, the the giant man is is pretty cool being a little bit bigger than everybody else, of course. But he's obviously not six inch scale the way he appeared in the movie. So I actually did pick up Target, I think, had this little 
mini box set with, I don't know, six, seven or eight little two and a half inch figures. And it's pretty much everybody else from the movie, uh, aside from um, Black Widow. I don't think she was in it. And I actually, for a little time, had that Build-A-Figure Giant Man on display with those two-and-a-half-inch figures. And, of course, later we got that little Toys R Us uh, set with the shampoo bottle Giant Man that maybe we'll talk later. So I, I kind of appreciated that mixing up the two different lines to really create a good Giant Man appearance. I didn't go out and you know seek out some model airplane to really bring it all together, but that, that was a lot of fun nonetheless. So that's really the only way that really got me out there to go uh, to, to to buy into it, you know, so I could build the giant man. So it was a good it was a good wave overall. I agree with Justin on that. And Giant Man is probably my my favorite individual must have figure of the year. You know, speaking of those two and a half inch figures, I'll just throw this out there. They did have that set that came out when Civil War came, but they were hiding Spider-Man. So there is a different pack out there that's got like a bunch of the same figures, but they swapped out one of the figures for Spider-Man. And that's been really hard to find, but Hasbro themselves actually ended up putting some up on eBay for 10 bucks or so. So if you're looking for a two and a half inch Spider-Man to try to bring down your giant man, that's the way to get him. I never, I didn't know that at all. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, it's one of those things that if you weren't looking, you'd never find it because we've been looking in stores for it since Civil War came out. Because I saw it on eBay from Japanese sellers and it never hit stores. And then finally, Hasbro Toy Shop and Hasbro's eBay store ended getting some in. Ah, so we'll be finding those at Ross and TJ Maxx next spring. Yes, definitely. Jeff, what was legendary about your year? Um, but yeah, as, as far as the actual figure wave itself, I got to go with the X-Men Juggernaut wave. I mean, there's just so many long-wanted characters by me in that. I mean, I finally have a really good, even if it's not the, the exact design that I wanted, really good six-inch cable. And I know a lot of people don't really like cable, but cable is one of my all-time favorite Marvel characters. I don't know why. It's just, sure, he's kind of a jerk, but he's also, I don't know, he's just like just all gung-ho, heroic dude kick your ass and throw you to the side. And then, and I have a good figure of him. The Wolverine, that one, I, I've been waiting so long for an orange, well, mustard color and brown Wolverine figure from Hasbro and the legends. Cause that's the costume the Wolverine was wearing when I first discovered him. Um, and that was, that was actually back in the Marvel secret wars <laughs> limited series uh, rogue. How long have we all been waiting for a rogue figure? And of course, Deadpool. I mean, that's, Jeez. But as far as actual overall favorite individual Legends figure, I have to go with Black Panther from Civil War. This one is just, it's its so good in terms of sculpt and articulation and just the overall details that they put in there that I i saw this and I figured I, I actually don't need to buy the figure arts version of him. And I didn't. And I'm it, my only regret is that it took so damn long for me to find this figure. And then once I did, he started showing up like every other week at Toys R Us. But, you know, honorable mentions, I think overall the Civil War Wave 2 is really great, especially when you add in the exclusives, like that three-pack with Spider-Man and, you know, the Walmart exclusives. Uh, Falcon, that's a long-awaited figure. And even though I don't think they did that great a job of him, it's great to at least have one until, you know, the eventual redo. Uh, And also, you know, the Doctor Strange Wave. Uh, those are a lot of characters that I don't, I'm not familiar with that much, and some I just don't outright care about. But I really like the um, the Cumberbatch Doctor Strange figure itself, even though it's it's pretty bad for posing. It looks really good, and the awesome thing about that is that the hands that he comes with, 
you can hold, put one of them in like the spell casting hands, and if you just turn it the other way around, so it's you know holding like straight up, you can put Deadpool's taco in his hand, and it's awesome when you have the shield of the spell thing. It's like he's cooking the taco with magic. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> for myself, I gotta say this was a great year for Spider-Man. Though I mean, we started off the year with that absorbing man wave that got us Venom and Spider Gwen. If I'm gonna go with a wave. Space Venom as the Build-A-Figure itself was not my favorite Build-A-Figure. I kind of think it was Juggernaut was my favorite big Build-A-Figure. But that wave with the Hobgoblin, two Ultimate Spider-Man figures, Spider-Girl, Silk, the Electro with modern and classic head, that wave just brought me joy. I, I just, when looking over what the past year was, that wave seemed to be like the episode we recorded where I was just giddy about every single figure and as Marjorie mentioned she actually took the silk figure into her hairdresser and was like give me this hair but beyond that I gotta look at some of those exclusives I mean Marjorie already mentioned how cool the Winter Soldier was at Walmart and Jeff you mentioned the Falcon there were quite a lot of exclusives this year at San Diego Comic-Con with the raft, with all those figures that we've pretty much gotten everywhere else except for Purple Man. (laughs) Of the exclusives, which ones do you guys enjoy the most? Uh, We'll just kind of go backwards this time. Jeff, you're up. I really like the, from that raft set that you mentioned, Dread Knight. I love how that figure looks, and I just, I... I hope to God that that combined with the Hobgoblin and the Green Goblin coming out, or I guess it's out now, that they take that body and make a, a really great comic Captain America with the scales all over like he's supposed to have. It, but anyway, um, as far as what I actually did get, as far as exclusives, uh, like I said, Falcon is pretty good. But I really do like the Spider-Man that came in that three-pack. I was a really big fan of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 figure from that year, and this is almost the same thing. I mean, it's obviously a different figure and it's smaller, but it's got the same type of articulation and engineering, uh, even so far as to having some of the parts where they've got red and blue plastics molded together in the same piece. And there's, there's more paint before, but I just think this one really, it really captures that suit. Well, it captures a teenager wearing a Spider-Man suit. Well, and so I'm really looking forward to see uh, what the figure for, Spider-Man Homecoming turns out to look like, because I've heard that's supposed to be a little bit different and that he gets some upgrades to it. Yeah, that trailer just came out. I can't wait to see a figure with the webs under the arms like the classic Ditko. Yeah, there you go. That's That'd be a great uh, you know accessory attachment. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, though, it looks like we're going to get another Iron Man figure or 12 <laughs> with it. I don't know. I don't, I don't like how Tony Stark is invading the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. <laughs> yeah, you may laugh, but you're talking about... Just think what the Hot Toys budget for me is going to be when he starts whipping out more suits. Hey, you knew the job was dangerous when you took it. (laughs) (laughs) Dabid, what was your favorite exclusive of the year? Can I pick that four-inch set from San Diego Comic-Con with uh, the collector? Oh, that was a good set. That was. Although, I don't know that Justin would agree with you. You two, all right, you're in the ring, Mortal Kombat style. Justin said it was way too expensive and you really only got two figures. (laughs) Fight, fight, fight. I mean, can you put a price tag on the first ever figure of Cosmo the Space Dog? Uh, Yeah, I would say around (laughs) $9.99. Well, we got Cosmo in that set. We got a new Howard the Duck. We got the first ever Moon Boy figure. 
there was the collector and our first lockjaw figure. If we say, I don't know, $9.99 each, it comes out to $50. It's not the price and it's not the character selection. Because I think it's really cool that they do a lot of these characters. But calling them figures is a stretch. They're those animals that you can go to the far end of the toy aisle and pick out for $2.99 each. They have cows, they have dogs, they have cats, they have dinosaurs. You know, that that's what kind of got me. I mean, Lockjaw, they gave some effort to, and the sculpts are good. But I would like a little articulation or something a little bit more to call it a figure. They did such a great job on the packaging, though. It really looks like the collector's menagerie. And I know it's not popular to pay a lot of money because they're going to do an exclusive packaging job, but they really did look great. I thought that they did a lot of new tooling for that set that came out well. I felt pretty good about giving Hasbro my $50 for that set. And I will give it to them on the packaging. It's it's non-destructive. You can open up the bottom of that and slip out those individual tubes and get the figures out and put them back if you want to later which is, I think that's a neat little thing, especially for a convention exclusive where some people may only get their hands on one, want to check out the figures. Then when they're bored playing with them, put them back in and display it like it's never been opened. I'll agree. I really try not to be a mint and package collector at all because I just think there's so much space involved with that. And I like getting the figures out and seeing what the backs of them look like and things. But that set... And the previous year's Book of Vishanti are the two sets from San Diego Comic-Con where I'm like, I need to keep this packaged. And I ended up getting a spare one just because I never want to take those figures out of that package, especially given the articulation on three of them. (laughs) It's like they are perfect for Mint in Box because Howard barely even stands. I had to get some of that like poster putty you use in college dorms in order just to keep him standing upright. But... I love that they did the characters to beat. I completely agree, and I love the packaging, but I wish they'd done a little bit more. I wish I could move Lockjaw's legs. I wish Howard was a little bit articulated instead of in that sassy waiter's pose. (laughs) It's a set that I really have a love-hate relationship with because I... But I have defended it. I've stood up against Justin. I just enjoyed watching somebody else do it. Because I did think that overall it was a good set, and I love having the collector figure and getting the others out there. I just wish they'd not made it feel like one regular action figure, one mini action figure, and three accessories of various scale. Because, I don't know, I'd be mad if they used their $12 package point where they have Cap with the motorcycle and the three and three quarter inch Falcon, and they put Lockjaw in it. And in the package, you're like, oh, cool, it's a really big dog. And then you take it home and only the jaw moves. You're fighting my battle for me. I'm, I'm, I'm complimenting it in certain ways. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, what about you? I guess my favorite exclusive of the year uh, has been the Falcon Legends figure. That one, I just love the uh, the big wingspan. I like just how it displays. It was really one of the few that I actually bought this year. Though I wanted so badly to get that Civil War three pack with the with the Spider Man, I just couldn't justify it with the Cap and the Iron Man. It was it was uh, interesting versions of them, but I just thought too close to what they had already made. And I just missed out last weekend. Amazon had. I don't remember if it was Prime. I think it was a Prime thing where they had that three-pack for like $24.97. And stupid me, I was sitting at a parking lot at a shopping mall, and uh, I think you and I were texting back and forth about the 12-inch 
Spider-Man, and I saw it, put it in my cart, but because I was kind of in a hurry to get the car going and get out of the, the, the shopping center and everything, I never actually ordered it, and now it's no longer available, so I kind of kicked myself for passing that one up. So I, I would have liked to have gotten that one, but of the ones I picked up, uh, I really like that Falcon figure and how it uh, displays with that big wingspan. I, I like that select one that they made a couple years ago for Winter Soldier, and I wished that they had made uh, Hasbro had made one of the six inch line. Of course, they didn't for for Winter Soldier, but that's that's a really cool figure. I like that one a lot. Jerry, I gotta agree with you as far as that that Avengers three pack goes, or the Captain America Civil War three pack goes. That's the one exclusive that I feel like I got burned on this year by paying actual retail price when it came out. Because those things are sitting around. It wasn't a retailer exclusive, so they're still at Target. They're still at Walmart. They're still at Toys R Us. They're still online. And I guarantee you come January, February, you're going to be able to pick up that pack for sub $30, maybe even $20 again. And, you know, like you said, it's it's a couple repacks. But what you get in there is unmasked Tony Starkhead, which is what we've needed in this line for quite a while. So that's cool. And we get the movie Spider-Man. So yeah, at 30 bucks, I would have been more than happy to buy that thing. But I feel a little burned by spending full retail value on that. But overall, that's a good set. But I think my surprise figure exclusive of the year is going to be that Walmart Bucky. Because when they showed it, I thought it was just a repaint of the, the Winter Soldier Bucky we had before. But it's it's got some new parts to it. It's a re-sculpted head that looks much more like Sebastian. And it's got a new upper body that looks more in proportion. And to me, it, it replaces the original Winter Soldier figure on my shelf. It's just a much improved version of that sculpt. Uh, you know, I did the same thing that 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 Bucky replaced the Winter Soldier one, but I was a little disappointed in its posability and it's its inability to hold its pistol, the, the gun that it comes with. There's just there's not a good way from to hold that gun and pose with it that looks, oh, I don't know, menacing or like someone who's you know ready ready for action it's just he holds it very odd in order for it to 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 be stable and actually stay in his hand it's it's a very unnatural pose but the it's look a of very, it's great it's a very weird gun jerry it like i've never seen this one before but the handle the stock on that gun is way too thick i don't know whose hand that's supposed to fit in but <laughs> it's definitely that, not this figure was that was that repurposed from another figure that you're aware of or another not that i can something? pick out immediately it, it seems pretty new because most of those handguns usually fit pretty well but for whatever reason they made the the handle in this one extra thick i mean on the three and three quarter inside you can always just assume it's some gi joe design but on on the six inch it doesn't make any sense (laughs) yeah that's been that's actually kind of a weird thing that i've noticed with the hasbro's figures i guess this year maybe earlier too but yeah a lot of cases they'll have things where especially if it's a larger like a rifle weapon it's the way, whether it's because, like, I'll, I'll use Cable as an example. And again, I love Cable, but this thing has, you know, some a few things <laughs> that kind of screw it up. Uh, for a guy who carries two big guns, he can't aim them e- in either direction. You know, it's like his his hands are sculpted. Uh, so it's like the gloves, when they bend back, they, you know, they, they come in contact with the forearm and can't, you know, bend far enough. But it's still, it's like, it's molded in a way so that whatever gun you put in his hand, he actually is like, point it downward you know you can't get him to like aim straight across unless you actually you know you can't give him a straight arm and aim he's he comes up like um uh like rick on walking dead who's always like pointing his python you know like he's going to shoot somebody in the knee when he's actually supposed to be shooting somebody in the face but uh you know like the 
the rifle, they it's they just have I don't know, they seem to be making odd weapon choices lately in terms of actual functionability or functionality. That's the real word. Um like the you know the the forearm grip on that rifle, there's no way that either one of Cable's hands can fit into that. So it's 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 weird. And then like Falcon didn't come with any weapons whatsoever. Uh, although a side tip, and you probably discovered it by now, but if you have uh, like a Poe Dameron or I think uh, Atsy from the Force Awakens, their guns work on Falcon really well, and they almost look like the kind of guns that he uses in the movie. I wonder if they, you know, intended that. Oh, wow. Ooh. Cool tip. Thank you. If we're doing crossover tips, I've got a quick one I just discovered. If you have an extra General Hux figure now that he's been shipping again and you want to, a lot of people have been buying that General Hux and taking his jacket off because it looks like he's inside now and it works pretty well. Take that jacket and put it on last year's Ghost Rider figure. It makes a really cool trench coat on there. Oh, that sounds awesome. I, you know, the, um, you know, speaking also of another crossover thing, the, um, in the, the three and three quarter inch legends, the Spider-Man noir, he didn't come with a trench coat, but like if you just happen to have a saber tooth from back, you know, X-Men origins, Wolverine, take that jacket off, fits in perfectly. And like it flows and everything It's it really is a really, it's, it, it just makes the figure like twice as cool looking. It's, it's a shame they couldn't have packed a, a cloak with him. Nice. Well, you've kind of segued well, Jeff, there to, I guess, an overall question. We've talked about what we liked, and we've talked about how much they've shipped. But overall, how do you guys think Legends are doing? I mean, I think we've talked throughout the year, the paint apps have definitely improved. Dabid mentioned how already having one figure's arm fall off, though. I think durability's pretty good. Availability is not. We still have had figures that have just been impossible to find the whole year, starting with Spider-Gwen and currently with Green Goblin and Scarlet Witch and Deadpool. But quality-wise, shipping-wise, everything, how are you feeling about the line? I kind of feel like we're feeling the distribution like we did in Star Wars a year before, where things just weren't shipping. And I have been in a position lately where I can hit a lot of Walmarts and Targets and Toys R Uses, and I'm seeing the same figures over and over, and the stock isn't changing. And they'll be in, you know, the same position on the shelf four weeks after I was just there and checked them. And it's gotten to the point now where the older figures that I'm so used to seeing have morphed into my mind to new figures. And probably once a week I text Arnie and say, hey, is this new? I've never seen this before. He's like, yeah, we reviewed that like three shows ago. So I, I kind of feel like we're feeling the pinch on bad distribution again. And as far as quality, I haven't had too many bad things with the quality yet. I still think that we have it a little better than some of the Star Wars toys because some of the Star Wars toys seem to sag a little bit in the weapon area, if you know what I'm talking about. Some of the Marvel ones have, and I still think it's disappointing how plain plastic some of the guns are. Justin mentioned the bago animals toys. Sometimes I feel like we're getting army men weapons here. Dabit, what are your thoughts on the overall? As far as distribution goes, I've never seen the Space Venom wave in a store. I've never seen the Abomination wave in a store. If I didn't buy online, I wouldn't know that they existed at all. So the distribution has been very good for me up in New England. As far as the quality goes, I think for the most part, it's been really high all year. I think the paint deco has been good. Durability has been good on everything that 
doesn't use this kind of cheap black plastic. I've had two Morbiuses where the arms just sort of ripped out of the pegs, and I've had the new Spider-Man 2099 where his arm just broke off after a week. But otherwise, the quality control has been pretty high this year. The paint deco on some of the new Spider-Man figures in the Miss Marvel wave hasn't been the best, but I'm hoping that that's just an early thing, and as 2017 rolls out, everything will be to the same high level that we're used to. Justin, what are your thoughts? Well, I know my experience is anything but typical, because every time I feel like I find something, I hear other people all over the the boards in the country saying, well, that's not here, I can't find anything. So... <laughs> I've, I've had a pretty good opportunity to see most everything on the shelves this year. The one wave that I have yet to really see hide or hair of is that second Civil War wave, you know, with the Scarlet Witch and Cap Britain and Eel. If I've seen them, it's been, you know, like the remnants, like maybe Iron Skull was sitting around. They've been available online, but not at retail. But what I've noticed is that, like, a lot of these older waves have reshipped throughout the year. Like, I think... Spider Gwen is still pretty hard to find, but I've seen it ship again lately. Silk was really hard to find. I could go out and pick up a couple of them right now because they put them back out. And like Jeff kind of mentioned earlier, that that Black Panther, which was so hard to find when it first came out, months later, they started shipping more and more of those, and Black Panther kind of just sat around for a while. So I think they've been doing a decent job of getting some of these earlier waves out again and again, but it might have choked out distribution here at the end of the year you know david mentioned that he's already seeing and i saw him too next year's first wave of spider-man figures on the pegs which is great but that makes me think what happened to that second civil war set that should have probably been out there so i'm starting to wonder if retailers order these by character you know if they look at their inventory it's like oh we already have captain america we don't need that wave you know they're looking at their pegs and they're seeing the the giant man set or even going as far back as the Mockingbird and Taskmaster set. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's been, around here at least, nothing has been too terribly hard to find. It's There's been a few figures that are more rare and harder to get your hands on, you know, your Deadpools, your Silks. But even then, they start showing up every once in a while. But what, what I, I think I really liked about what's going on this year with distribution is that Walgreens has become a legitimate place to go to look for ways of figures. It used to be... They might get three or four figures from a wave, and that's about it. But now when they get a wave, they get the whole thing. So if you walk into a Walgreens at the right time, you could you could knock out a wave right there, and their pricing is the same as everywhere else. Yeah, I'm wondering if they, because uh, that used to be their practice, remember, when they would they would get them, their warehouse would just you know throw whatever figures into a box and ship them off. Maybe they're just, just passing on the cases now. Seems to be. Yeah, the one thing that's surprised me this year with distribution is that yeah, I think I only saw Black Panther on the shelf once or twice. I have, I've yet to see the uh, Scarlet Witch Civil War second wave, like you said, Justin. But I was surprised how easy it was to find the X-Men figures. I mean, I even saw probably Deadpool five or six times. It wasn't super hard to get him, at least early on. Now, now when I walk in there and there's into a store and there's just remnants of the X-Men wave, it's a... Cable here, a Iceman there. I mean, heck, Amazon just had, I, I picked it up for Toys for Tots purposes. They, uh, Amazon had the Iceman figure as one of those drop-in selections. So if you're buying something else, then you can get him as well for a reduced price. He was like six bucks. So and I think the, the cable was fairly cheap on Amazon this week too. So 
I first saw that wave at a Walgreens. So like you just said, that that's the first time I, I saw it. And then I've seen it at a couple targets and, and, and here and there. I was like, oh, hey, there, wow, there's another Deadpool. So there's been a handful of characters that have been tough like that. But overall, the distribution, I think, has been pretty good with the possible exception of that Civil War. I mean, who knows that Scarlet Witch Wave, who knows if how that's going to hit. I've, I've only seen, like I can tell by a figure or two, that, oh, yeah, that that wave must have been here because here's that one Captain America with the little uh, throwing shield action or whatever that 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 effect is. And that's it. What about the three and three quarter inch figures? Like I said, when we started this show, that was Hasbro's bread and butter of Marvel collecting. And now it seems that they are still putting some out. And definitely, I think for me, the high point was the three and three quarter inch deluxe Falcon that. We thought we'd never, ever find on shelves, and I may have overpaid for a little bit at Big Bad Toy Store, and then now it's everywhere and on holiday discount as of this recording, but, <laughs> you know, I think they're putting out some good three and three quarter inch figures. Jeff mentioned Spider-Man Noir. I thought that one was really awesome. I love what they did with Gamora and Hydro-Man I thought was really cool. The comic packs... I don't know, though. It just feels like they're not getting a whole lot of attention. I don't think it's just from us, either. I think that they're not putting as many out, they're costing more, and it doesn't have the buzz that the six-inch figures have. Where have you guys kind of fallen with that? Dabid, we'll circle back to you. I mean, I have readers that contact me all the time and say, can you increase the coverage of the Marvel Universe figures? And I have to tell them that I don't know what to talk about because there's so little that comes out. The last time that we really saw new figures was that Hydro Man and Quasar Wave that Hasbro revealed last winter. And we got a couple new figures shown during the year, like that Groot that came in the comic pack and a couple of the Civil War figures. But really, there just isn't much coming out anymore for that line. And I think it's too bad because it was so popular and there were so many characters coming out for so long. And a lot of the figures that they have done this year, like Quasar, are really great, but there's just not that much coming out, and it's hard to get excited when there's so little. And Justin, what about you? Yeah, I think that kind of sums up my feelings on it. I mean, there's been some cool figures that, you know, popped out there, but I'll say this, it's not the line that gets me up off my couch and hitting stores looking for new stuff. It's Those are the things that, you know, after I look through the, the pegs full of six-inch and I didn't find anything, I'll, I'll go start looking at those smaller ones. And I, it, it's sad to say, it's just my heart's not in them anymore. It's like, I feel like the, the amount of attention Hasbro gives that line is about equal to the amount of attention that I give that line. I, I feel like we've seen a lot of repacks. I've seen a, a cut in articulation, a, a rise in price on those. And I almost wonder if they're trying to choke out that market to the point where they start treating that line the same way they do over on the Star Wars side, where instead of giving us wave after wave, you know, with six or seven new figures in it every couple months, maybe they're just going to start giving us, you know, like a Black Series three and three quarter inch type thing where improved articulation, improved sculpts, and just, you know, go ahead and make that price $13 because that's where they think it needs to be. And, you know, if I if I could get my hands on 12 really good three and three quarter inch figures in that that Marvel line every year, I think I'd probably be more happy about it. But right now, what they're doing feels scattered and it feels like an afterthought. And until until they start giving me a reason to get excited about it, it's 
it's, you know, it's not something that I'm going to be too worried about getting everything. But you did mention that Falcon figure, and that was cool. It's a movie-based figure. It's got decent articulation. It's got big wings. I feel maybe, you know, 20 bucks for a three and three-quarter inch figure is pushing it. But it's kind of where we are right now with the pricing on these things. Yeah, you've summed up a lot of how I feel about this, Justin. I love three and three-quarter inch figures. And why am I now more excited by the six-inch ones? I think it is, like you say, I don't think that my interest waned and then Hasbro made less. I think my interest waned because Hasbro made less. And I got really excited that we did get a three-and-three-quarter-inch Rogue and that Spider-Man Noir. I mean, when they got characters that I just don't have in any scale, but... I don't think they're being given the shelf space. I don't think they're being given the attention. I don't think they're being given the character depth. I mean, whoever's designing, I still, I understand there are people who don't like what they did with Hydro Man, but I love it. But I don't know that there's any buzz around it that draws my attention to it. I may have even missed some of the figures of Wave 2 at this point. I kind of feel that the three and three quarter inch have been kicked to the curb in favor of the Miniverse figures. Because I have seen so many of those in the planograms at the stores, and they're staying at the forefront. And, you know, the planogram for the items is often dictated by the vendor. Like, hey, here's our set. If you're going to buy it, this is how you put it in your aisle and you set it. So I'm wondering if maybe that's just going to kind of go away in place of the Miniverse, which has a greater appeal because of kids. I did buy Miniverse figures. I did get excited over the play sets. I'm not going to lie. But it is a rare thing now to see the three and three quarter inch in a store other than five below. Arnie, I got to echo one thing you you said. I mean, the, the, the way I treat three and three quarter inch now is that, number one, I really don't buy the movie version figures anymore. Although I did pick up that Black Panther because for a little while, the Black Panther and the uh, Agent 13 set was a little uh, tougher to find compared to the uh, Cap and Iron Man one. And it's actually a pretty decent little figure. But of the normal three waves that we're looking at here, I thought that Hydra Man was really cool. I, I treat three and three quarter inch now that if they make just that one character that I'm kind of missing like on my shelf. I have one shelf dedicated to three and three quarter inch non-movie Marvel Universe slash these new legend scale. And Hydra Man was one that I loved what they did with them. I love the translucency. I love the fact to, to me, it seemed like a unique way to do a figure that it's thus kind of odd that they're doing it versus just taking some of their current bucks, painting it up and, you know, sculpting a head or repurposing a head and boom there you got a hydra man but but with him they they took something about his power and his character and, and made something fairly unique now i guess you could argue that they cut the body in half and put a blue piece of plastic at, at the bottom but um it, it, it's a part and a sculpt I'm, I'm not sure if we've seen anywhere else justin maybe you could correct us on that so i, I picked up that one and then i picked up the vision just because that original full colored vision was, was, was obviously very, very difficult to find. So the only, the only non movie version of vision I had say that 10 times fast was that translucent one, which is super cool, but I kind of wanted the, the, the solid one. So those are the only two I picked up, but I think, I think the Hydra man is super cool. I, I had to have that one when I, when I saw it. Yeah. I, I dig that figure too. And for the same reasons you guys are saying, you know, it, they did something new with the figure and, if that if that piece comes from somewhere, I don't recognize it. It's it's definitely not from the Marvel line. So maybe they grabbed it from, you know, some girl property somewhere. Who knows? Or it could just be new. But 
Yeah, I like that. Some, like you said, some people were a little disappointed that that body didn't pop off, and they gave you legs too. But hey, I think it's it's really cool looking, and it's one of the few from this year that I have sitting on my desk to this day. I wish they did something to differentiate the three and three quarter inch line that to just not make it feel like we're getting figures slightly less than half the size at six inch and slightly less than half the price of the expensive six inch. I loved when they were doing the movie characters in three and three quarter. We were talking before I hit record about the Iron Man two line back in the day and the Avengers line. If they did more movie figures in that scale. And I'm talking about the articulated ones, not like the Age of Ultron 5 POA we got, even though that Scarlet Witch and Vision were really awesome. But if they could do something to bring in more exciting characters, to bring in another Deadpool or tie into the media the way the legends are doing, they're going movie themes with these legends. If they could just do something to get the buzz around the three and three quarter instead of I don't know, the comic packs to me have really felt like a whiff this year. I've picked them all up, but I don't know which figure I'm excited for in any of them. They're mostly re-releases, repaints, and updates. To me, doing stuff like Hydro Man, where it's kind of a situation-specific sculpt, say that ten times fast, which is why I couldn't, I think that's the kind of thing that Hasbro needs to start doing in order to keep the three-and-three-quarter-inch line going. Because, you know, like you mentioned... These figures are really they're twelve ninety nine retail. After tax, they're fourteen. Another six bucks, and you've got a six inch figure, and well, with tax seven. So it's there's a seven dollar difference between the, the scaled figures. Uh, and Jerry mentioned the the Black Panther and Agent thirteen. That's one of the about that Spider Man Noir, and I think there's one other. Oh yeah, the Captain America on the motorcycle from Civil War. Those those are the only three and three quarter inch figures that I bought at all this year, and they're just the main line just isn't really doing it. It's probably, I, maybe they're just trying to keep it a line, the line alive for just like the real hardcore collectors who just want these really, I don't want to say obscure, but I will characters that just otherwise they'll probably never see kind of like what happened with uh, uh, DC universe at Mattel. You know, the, the guy who was in charge of that line, he just, he loved that universe so much and he just put out anything that he could think of, no matter how, what corner of the universe he pulled it from. And I, that to me seems to be kind of the way it's going here. The problem is I don't think that there's enough people to really support it, especially when they're on, you know, I mean, really Toys R Us and I think Target, does, does Target even still carry these? I think they do, don't they? Well, yeah, they yeah, do. So, it's just, they don't, okay. they don't update them. <laughs> yeah. Toys R Us is the only place I ever see them regularly. Um, I guess that's why they got the exclusives for civil war. Good for them. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, to me, it, the line's pretty much dead. It just doesn't know it yet. The, the generic packaging doesn't help either. Ever since they made the switch from Universe to Infinite Series and now to the Marvel Legends line, it just felt very generic. I mean, they went from having no character artwork with the Infinite Series to actually having a comic depiction or a drawing on the front of these cards. But it's it's always in like they never changed colors like they do in the Marvel Legends line. So it's always this mauvish, you know, soft pinky red two tone illustration on the front of the card. That's just not helping anything. It just feels feels like a yawn. And if they want to make the excitement of these things come back, I'm not saying go back to the Marvel Universe card backs, but go back to that colorful excitement that makes people 
see visually why you would think this character's cool rather than muting it out and hoping that the figure itself speaks. Because I think they tried to do a one size fits all thing. Like in the legends line that works because the figure's big enough. It, it sits in that package and it's, it's window box in such a way that you look at that figure and you're like, Ooh, cool. But on the three and three quarter inch side, it just always looks like a floating piece of plastic against a black background. That's not doing any favors to the figure or the collector. But, but Justin, I think you're, you're, you're listing all the reasons. And I think to your, what you, the, the thing you just said was if Hasbro wanted to put excitement back to this, they don't, I mean, they, they are, they are following the cookbook of every way to kill a line. With, with the only exception is I, I I think some of the figures that they're doing are still kind of cool in the line. It's just not a hundred percent straight repacks, which maybe that's the next thing in their strategy, but they're, they're not doing exciting packaging art. They're confusing the line by changing its identity every year. They're putting in kind of Oh-hum characters. I mean, they are sort of leveraging the fact that, Hey, you just had black Panther in the movie. So let's, let's go reissue one of those black Panther figures because then maybe you know maybe people will just uh, grab it out of excitement but they're pricing it out of range and i think hasbro wants to be done with that i I think they want to get that three and three quarter inch kind of oh certainly not super articulated but more heavily articulated than the other lines i I think they want to be done with that and I, i think we're witnessing the strategy to where at some point in time, Hasbro can say, well, you know, we we put that three and three quarter inch Legends line out there just to, you know, make it make sense to the retailers. But you guys stop buying them. So we're going to have to kill them. Oh, that that could be where they're heading. But they, they still do give good lip service to the line. Like, you know, at, at Toy Fair and Comic-Con, they, they're still putting new sculpts in those things. And they're always talking about how we're sneaking more articulation in there. I just don't know if there's a champion for that line the way you know, for the three and three quarter inch line, the way that the six inch line has somebody like Dwight, you know, I, d- I don't know who's in charge of the three and three quarter inch. Does anybody have an idea? It's Dwight and the same team from what I'm gathering. So they're kind of just treating it like an ugly stepchild where maybe they need to have a team dedicated to just that line. And maybe that's, you know, higher up in the company doesn't care one way or another. So that's why we're seeing this mixed communication on retail shelves. David Vonner is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> Actually, he's living large in California. I keep in touch with him, but oh, okay, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes me think. This conversation has me fired up. Like Justin, we need to just become the three and three quarter inch champion show again. Who's championing it at Hasbro? Nobody. We need to like. And Dabid, you can get in on this. When people say cover more, cover those three and three quarter inch like you do your six inch with the individual spotlight figure reviews. And Justin, we need to devote whole shows to going through these comic packs and going through the three and three quarter inch figures. I know you're not as excited, but damn it, I'll make you excited. (laughs) Well, okay, that's great for two shows, but then what do we do the rest of the year? Three and three quarter inch spotlight of the week feature segment. Go. Yeah, just just do one a week. You've got to pace it until they come because I mean you, you're saying they they do good lip lip service, but I'm looking at just the regular list here, not the exclusive, but just the regular list that we have kind of in front of us here. There are oh golly, what is it? There are 17 figures on this list. Am I doing that right? Or maybe 19. Split up on two pages, but like 19, three, regular three and three quarter inch non-movie figures that they've made the entire year. They have shipped 19 six inch figures to, to store since we started this podcast. 
Is that just individually packaged? Because I know they've individually sent- packaged. Yeah, I'm just talking about the the three waves of the regular ones. Now they have the the comics. They got some exclusives. They had the you know the 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 Falcon and the two packs from the movies. But just those those three and three quarter inch regular released waves, non movie. I know I'm putting a lot of uh, qualifiers on that, but but then the list beyond that of comic packs. There's twelve figures in the comic packs. Well, I know there's three waves, so there's eighteen, and then. Um, Golly, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, and then six others from from the movie line. It's just the product's not going out the door. You know, and another part of the problem is is I'm not sure when these come out. Like I've been I've been going to Game Stops in my area quite a bit lately, and I'm seeing some of these Infinite Series and Marvel Legends figures for the first time in their clearance bins. You know, I never saw Daredevil at retail, but I picked them up the other day for two ninety nine on clearance at GameStop. It pains me how many I'm finding at five below. It just hurts. Did they get further waves? Like last time I was at five below, they had that uh, they had the Omega Red wave in pretty good numbers from last year. Have they ever updated to newer waves there? No, n- still just that wave. But they got those waves pretty dang quick early this year, and they're still got them. Yeah. No, I'm with you, Arnie. Like maybe maybe we should take the reins on this and see if we can't you know affect the change we want to see in the world of Marvel Universe. If you want to make the world a better place, you've got to look at yourself and make a change, Justin. Change! (laughs) Going from the small figures to the big figures, what about these 12-inch legends that I thought I was doing so well? I was not going to pay full price for those $50 figures. I waited till they were 40, (laughs) and now Amazon's got them for 20. (laughs) Sometimes 15. The Iron Man was 15 this week. It makes me want to buy them again just to not have paid so much. Well, and just you know, just to carry on, I know by the time this goes out to folks, I mean the the Toys for Tots thing, I think only runs to the fifteenth until they have to actually collect everything, distribute. But that was golly, I picked up two Iron Man and a Captain America at fifteen and nineteen dollars just to put in Toys for Tots because isn't that like the super cool figure to get from a Toys for Tots perspective? That was in that price that's less than the six inch legend that's crazy so jerry you already said you have one out and you've displayed it i'll be perfectly blunt i've bought all three but i have to take them in the photo studio and take photos before i even get to open and play with my toys so i haven't opened any of them i think they look good in their box and i think the boxes are kind of pretty they remind me of the old icons line but guys yeah are they cool well let me let me just say a few things about the spider-man i i uh actually here's the funny thing i thought i was doing really well last weekend i was at uh, uh, toys r us and they had 30 percent off all their legends figures which i guess now includes nearly the whole line because they're all considered legends now right so uh, this figure was 50 dollars so take 15 off and then because i have a toys r us credit card saturdays i i, I think it's through december the saturday on saturdays you get another 10 percent off on that so Doing the math in my head, I was like, wow, I'm going to get this figure for like 30 bucks. And I think it was like 3150 And I felt pretty good about it. And I texted, I was like, hey, guys, if you've been on the fence about this, you know, if, if you got a Toys R Us credit card, you can go as low as $31 on this. And then, Arnie, you're like, well, you know, Amazon's have them for like $24. i am like, well, okay, $6 difference, not a big deal. But then this past week where they had, I don't know, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday, they had um so many things on sale the uh, the the spider-man was 21 iron man was 15 what have you and i ended up ordering the amazon one got it that day by the way which is 
crazy. I ordered it around noon. It was at my house by eight. And I actually ended up returning the Toys R Us one, but I did open it. And the one thing I love, because these are larger figures, 12 inches, and all the parts and the joints are everything bigger, I think the I think the room for error and the tolerances of these parts are such that the Spider-Man really holds the poses really well. The the ankle rockers are are firm. You know they don't get loose. And now I haven't played with a bunch. I found one really good pose of him putting the little, you know what I always call the thwip hand sticking out. I got his body turned about halfway to where that shoulders lunging out, and he's just sitting right here by my computer. And it's you know for all intents and purposes, I create a statue out of it. But I mean, it's just a uh, uh, I think a really good looking figure, and it, it poses really well. So. At $24, absolutely get these. You know, if Amazon's going to have them anymore, even, yeah, I wasn't disappointed at 31 if I was utilizing that sale of Toys R Us, but that I, I was in there today and they don't have anything going on with that. But as a, you know, Spider-Man was my number one. I mean, my earliest memories of just being alive is being three or four years old watching that 1966 Spider-Man series on our local syndicated channel. So I tend to get any just new version of a standard Spider-Man figure, you know, some new scale, new, whatever, just regular Hasbro, whatever type figure. And I love it. I think it's a great figure. I didn't get the Iron Man and the Captain America just because I just didn't feel like I had that much space to set them up. And, uh, but the Spider-Man's great. I'd highly recommend it. I'm, I'm almost right there with you, Jerry. Like I, I looked at this line and I was like, Oh, that's cool. I'm not going to spend 50 bucks on them. So I somehow, over the course of these last four or five months, I've ended up with all three of the ones that they offer. And I think the most I spent on one was 40 and that was for cap. And it's kind of like what Arnie did, I think went on sale at Toys R Us pretty early on with a 25% off or something. But then, yeah, I, I ended up with Iron Man and Spider-Man for sub $25 each. And what I got to hand to them here is when they had this 12 inch line going on years ago, it seemed like they looked for an excuse to use the existing body they had and make a character out of it by sculpting a head and maybe some shoulder pads or something. These, these first three we got are all unique sculpts to these characters, which Bravo. I mean, that's so not a Hasbro thing to do. They usually say, here's the body. What can we make out of it? And with the one that they've shown coming out next year, Deadpool, I'll definitely be getting that. So I I probably will pay full price for a Deadpool, but beyond that, if they can keep this line at around the $30 mark, I think it's a good line to have out there, especially with the quality they're putting into the sculpts and the paint apps and all that articulation. I like this line. I'm not going to be a huge fan of it, and I hope they don't do, you know, 10 a year. But if they keep it to three or four a year and the price reasonable, I'm, I'm in on it. Jeff, have you picked any of these up? No, I actually haven't. Um, I'm I'm just kind of waiting. I mean, yeah, you know, the Amazon sales and all that, but I'm just kind of waiting for that day where I walk into Toys R Us and they have them for 20 bucks or I walk into Walmart, they have them for 20 bucks. The only one that I'm really interested in is the Captain America one. Uh, even though that's not really, you know, any kind of an iconic costume, I think it's a really good looking one. And I really like the colors. I like the sculpt. I like the interchangeable heads. I think it's really great. It's just, it's just not something that I just don't feel like picking that up and say, okay, well, here goes 50 bucks in tax. Um, Spider-Man, that one looked really good, but it, if I do that, then I'm going to, I know it's going to start a thing. And it's just, it's a matter of storage space. I have a hard enough time keeping my six inch figures together and, you know, deciding what goes on a shelf, what stays in a box and stuff like that. So I, I don't want to travel down the 12 inch line. Don't, don't worry too much about that. Cause I don't think they're going to make any more. 
Okay, good. <laughs> All right. I love it when a plan comes together. That's really my question is with the deep discounts we're seeing on the three they've made, are we even going to be lucky enough to see Deadpool? Oh, boy. You know what's going to happen is, is that thing's already so far into production that they may pull the, the plug on distributing it here in America and it's going to show up some other country that we hear about like months later and we end up spending $150 just to get our hands on one. And then it'll show up for Deadpool too. <laughs> At Ross. Well, or, right. or, or reserve them for a San Diego Comic-Con if you know, exclusive of some variety. That, that would, that's the kind of thing you, you insert there, especially the year Deadpool 2 comes out. So if they got something like that going with tolling and parts, they'll, they'll find a place to spit it out. But I mean, I don't think we're going to be seeing you know, a wave two of this character, this character, and this character, and then a wave three of three new characters. I mean, I don't think this line's just gonna is gonna is gonna keep going. Like you just said, Arnie, I mean, they can't they can't really get fifty dollars out of these figures, so it, it's not gonna go um I don't think it's gonna go much further beyond what they may already have designed and and, and molds for currently. Debeed, what about you? What are your thoughts on the twelve inch legends? Well I wonder if Hasbro took the wrong approach with this line because when they were announcing this 12-inch line at Toy Fair back in February and they were showing us the PowerPoint they put up on the screen and they were showing Sentinel and Goliath and Giant Man and these large-scale characters that seemed like they would fit in with the Marvel Legends but maybe be too large to be a Build-A-Figure these days. But then they announced that the first characters were going to be Iron Man and Captain America and they look really great and... I love the Captain America and the Spider-Man. I think they're great figures. It's it's hard to impress me with the Iron Man because I have so many Hot Toys Iron Mans. But even with how good these figures look being comic-based, I, I feel like it's not really what the Six Sense Marvel Legends collectors are looking for right now. I wonder if they try to change the line a little bit to make it more things like the Sentinel and oversized characters, if it might do a little bit better for them. It's an interesting thought, and I think it's what we said, too, back when these were first revealed at Toy Fair is... Yeah, wouldn't it be great if they used it to supplement their other lines? <laughs> kind of like when they had that Ant-Man pack where they had three and three quarter inch figures and six inch figures and 12 inch figures all mixed together. But then it's not really a 12 inch line so much as it's big figures that are a different line. But I agree. I think that would fill a niche that I'd love to see is I think you could do a Sentinel at 12 inches or a Galactus at 12 inches. Well, they made that really awesome Galactus and Sentinel in the universe line before, but that kind of thing, if they're really trying for 12 inch figures, are they trying to compete with NECA's big figures at half the price? I mean, it's a weird niche they're trying to fill. I kind of feel like they're all over the map with just trying to look at what other companies are doing without looking at why they're doing it and trying to reproduce it. Like with the Legends roleplay collectible shields and Iron Man helmet this year, are they looking and uh, were they saying Star Wars's FX sabers are a huge hit and they're $100 or more so we can do this with Marvel too? Or... Is it that they were even looking at like what FX collectibles and other companies are doing and are like, well, let's try to steal some of those dollars. I don't know what the strategy is besides throwing a whole bunch of shields at the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> I think a little bit of what we're seeing is, you know, with so many properties every year for Hasbro to support, you know, they don't often have the lead time to give us enough from a specific property. If you look back at just even the Doctor Strange wave of legends, only 
two or three, if you count the the astral version of Doctor Strange, were movie based. That's because they need so many months, you know, with that artwork to sculpt, produce, and bring to retail figures like that. And I think maybe they're looking for ways to just supplement that cash that people have in their hands ready to spend on Marvel collectibles with some more generic items. You know, like these figures we just talked about are all generic versions of Marvel characters. So maybe maybe they're just trying to catch a little bit of that that floating around collector cash while the iron's still hot with these properties. To that point, I got a couple of questions and Jeff, feel free to jump in. I know Justin and Marjorie Marjorie only has negative things to say, and Justin, I don't think you've got a lot to say, but I'm curious since we have a different audience here. What about those other Hasbro figures? Jerry, you said you buy any Spider-Man figure or at least try it out, but I've actually been kind of grooving on that Ultimate Spider-Man line, and then Dabid, you got me into that other Guardians of the Galaxy line. These are the five POA, five-inch figures Hasbro's selling. You know, they don't get a whole lot of talk, but I, I kind of like some of the styles and that they did the Arnim Zola and the Rhino and everything in that scale. Well, those two in particular you mentioned are ones that really grab my attention shelf. I didn't buy them because those characters are kind of niche for me, but they, they look really cool now with the POAs are kind of like doorstops. But I mean, they just the, as big and as they are, I mean, the, the, the style stylized sculpted of them are pretty cool, but I did pick up the regular Spider-Man from that line. I think last year, I think they actually started that last year. And I do have that, um, just that regular Spider-Man red and blue costume five POA. And, you know, I, I had them sitting kind of at my desk at work for a little bit. And I've since kind of put them away. Cause it's, it's really nothing else that I guess it goes with. And just, you know, sometimes you just cycle through the things that you display, but, the line as a whole, because they have some pretty good depth in the in terms of the uh, the the villains that they put in that line from the Spider-Man show, and it, it's kind of cool. Not one that I'll get into, but I certainly hope it's the the kind of line that kids really get into, just to you know build little Spider-Man fans in 2016. Yeah, I've also they're they're another line that I look at them in the store and I go, yeah, they, those are actually they're kind of nice for what they are. You know, if if I was a kid, I would love to have those. I would probably still buy a few of them now. I haven't bought any yet though. I keep seeing them and it's like, well, okay, that's something that yeah, that's like eight bucks. It might go towards this. And, you know, do I really have the space for it? What I am glad to see that they finally did though. And I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but I'm going to have to buy. They finally put out the 12 inch uh, soap bottle figure of Groot. Uh, and he's packaged with a uh, rocket. I've seen it at Toys R Us a few times, but finally there's a group that's like tall enough to put with, you know, the six inch figures and the, the larger things. The, so, um, that'll be, you know, bored with money after Christmas, not anything else on the shelves to buy. That's probably when I'll pick that up. Dabid, what about you? You got me to buy those guardians figures on rogue Friday. I went to Toys R Us looking for star Wars figures. And when they had, so little, I ended up in the Marvel aisle and walked out with the Guardians figures because you talked them up so much. What, where are you at with the rest of those lines? I don't buy all of them, but I really do like those lines. And I think that they're a good, low-priced alternative, maybe for younger kids and for some collectors. But if I had been a kid, I probably wouldn't have been able to afford the $20 Marvel Legends of the whole Guardians of the Galaxy team or been able to hunt them down. But... 
at $8 to $10, sometimes cheaper when they're on sale over at Toys R Us. I, I think they're a great low-priced alternative. The sculpts are good. The paint's good. I picked up some of those to give to Toys for Tots, and I really like them this year. They've got a good character variety. They they did a Vulture. They did a Nova. I, I think it's a good line. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Hasbro um, devote some more resources to that. And maybe they will, because it seems like Mashers is sort of dead now, so... I just like it. I think it's a good line. Oh, yeah, Mashers. Those are all at five below, too. And there were some pretty deep Amazon savings this holiday season. I didn't actually pick any more up, but I did look to see if there were characters I wanted. What about the higher-end Legends roleplay stuff? I, we've reviewed it on the show. Marjorie got both shields. I picked up the Iron Man helmet. Anyone else get some of those items? Well, Arnie, kind of. I... Maybe you guys can talk me off the ledge. Maybe I'm overthinking this, but like, oh, I, I guess it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, maybe the Tuesday, whatever, you know, that week. Amazon had the Captain America shield for, I think it was like $65. I mean, I think, Arnie, you posted it out on the Marvelicious uh, feed, and I saw that price. Was, I was pretty excited about that because you guys had, you know, you, what you'd said about that shield was enough for me to think that it would be kind of cool to have. And I, I have looked at some of the higher end shields, and I either missed being able to order some or some of them were just at a price range I just wasn't willing to invest in. But this one I thought I'd give a shot. $65, that's a good savings off of the $100 MSRP. And sometimes places like Best Buy even have it for like $120 or $110, you know, a little little bit higher than normal toy retail, let's say. So I ordered it, came in the mail. I sat in the garage and I just didn't get around to opening yet, doing some other things. And exactly one week later, you, you forwarded, I think, out again, that Amazon had it for 50 or 55. I was like, well, geez, I, that's, that's awesome. And I reached out to Amazon and said, Hey, I just, I just ordered this. You guys already have it down $10. I haven't even opened it yet. And they pretty much told me, Oh, well, you know, we, we can't price adjust that. And I replied back to him saying, well, okay, then I guess I can't own it then because I, I can't imagine a, a guy who's been a prime member for years that, I buy something from you guys and exactly one week later, you bring it down another $15 and you're not going to you know, give, give me the courtesy as, as one of your prime members to, to adjust that. It's almost like punishing me for buying stuff. So I'm about ready to just send it back, swallow $7 and shipping it and saying, screw you, Amazon. So that's where I'm at right now. So I kind of have it. I kind of want it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to make a statement and I'm not, and I'm not, not ready to make a meme about it yet, but I'm ready. I'm ready to make a statement by sending it back. I'm ready to make a meme. I want to put Jerry's head on Drax's body from the new Guardians trailer. Screw you, Amazon! <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you make my face all green and stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, they can. Justin did it to me one year, and it's creepy. <laughs> oh, I remember that. So I know that's not really getting into the item itself, but it's just one of those weird Black Friday-ish dynamics that I just don't know what to do with yet. Debeed, Jeff, did either of you get some of these roleplay stuff? Well, you were asking who the demographic that Hasbro was aiming for with these roleplay items was, and I'm pretty sure it's me, because there's no way I would ever buy the EFX Iron Man helmet for $500 or a Captain America shield for $600, but... An Iron Man helmet that looks pretty good for $100, sure. The Metal Captain America shield for $280, perfect. And they came out really nice. I I haven't been up close with the Captain America EFX metal shield. I've seen it at cons and stuff, and it always looks well. But 
getting the Hasbro one in hand, I think it looks really top notch and it's at a price where I, I can buy it and appreciate it. And my wife doesn't kill me. And I think it looks pretty well. Like I'm really looking forward to this line. I'm hoping that Hasbro will continue it and that we'll get some things like Mjolnir and maybe a Star-Lord mask next year. Yeah, actually, um, when I was in line this morning <clears throat> with my boss, um, we were actually talking about these. And I said that, yeah, the, the shield, that's out of the two, that's what I would buy. Um, I, you know, I'll wait for it to go down again or, you know, the, the planets align right when I have the spare cash and all that. Um, but I would buy that and I would carry that with me at work down the hallways, all throughout the hospital. Anybody gives me any guff, I would just be awesome. I I think that's who they're really made this for because it looks like it's good and durable and it looks like it can take a licking, but it's, it's a really great idea. I mean, just like what to said, it's, it's a visually impressive, affordable prop replica for someone who isn't going to spend $600 on the quote unquote real thing. And I think it's great. All right, well, this has been a great show. Everybody, thanks for joining us. I think we're going to have everyone back in a couple of weeks because we have so much more Marvel to talk about. We just spent the past hour talking Hasbro, but we got movies, video games, hot toys, figyarts, sumsums, Marvel selects. Sumsums. I threw that one in for you. Thank you. I am obsessed with them. I can't help it. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. 
If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Oh, that reminds me, I should probably put on... Guys, if, if you get in trouble for popping your peas, it does help to put some... Actually, no, that just helps with the lip smacking. It doesn't help oh. with popping peas. That's all... The lip gloss helps. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> you don't use chapstick? She means chapstick. Actually, no, I don't use that either, but... Carmex? <laughs> I'm more of a Vaseline... Never mind. <laughs> Just to carry a big jar around with you? Like then my, me, myself, and Irene taking the hand lotion, smearing it over the lips. <laughs> KY jelly is just not for intimate spots. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Do you use the warming version, Justin? <laughs> I put his on top and hers on bottom, and oh boy. And Justin now has a trigger to use throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Marjorie, when you're composed. I'm fine. That's. Uh, are you okay? <laughs> it's the fact that. <laughs> I can hold it in if you start. Are you sure? I broke Arnie before we even started. <laughs> I know. Man. You okay there, Tiger? Yes, 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 yes. All right, I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay.